Acts chapter 28, it says this at verse, look at verse 14. Acts chapter 28, verse 14. Or let's actually, let's start at verse 11. It says, after three months we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the the island. And it was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. And we put into Sycharis and stayed there three days and from there we set sail and arrived at uh, Rahigam and the next day the south wind came up and the following day we reached Putilio and there we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. I think the most difficult part of this trip was just pronouncing the names. <laughs> I believe in speaking in tongues but come on. This is, okay. Why would you put these names in there? Why can't you just have a town like Welcome? That's a good town. Welcome. The reason why I read this is because this is one of my favorite portions of Scripture. Because at the end of verse 14, it says this. And so we came to Rome. Now Luke is writing this document. Luke is writing the book of the book of Luke and the Gospel of Luke and the, the book of Acts. And if you really look at the influence that Luke has, Luke wrote the majority of the New Testament. <gasps> no, it was Paul. Paul wrote the majority of the letters. He wrote a lot of letters, but Luke wrote most of the words. Luke, is, Luke and Acts, as one document, is, is larger than all of the letters that Paul wrote. And Luke writes this really big document detailing the life of Jesus. And I, I mean, I personally believe that when Luke is writing his, his document, he's writing it to prepare for Paul's trial because Paul is going to Rome to plead his case. Because there was some upheaval that was going on. People were upset with Paul because Paul kept talking about this Jesus and it was going against what the Jews believed. And and so they got upset and this riot, this mob was gathering and Paul's like, hey, listen, I ain't done nothing wrong. And and these people were upset because Paul is going against what they believed. And so they throw him in prison just to protect him and get him out of there. And they they, they secure him and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And, and so people are interviewing him. People in command and in charge are interviewing him. And they, they can't figure out what's going on because he's speaking about this Jesus and the Jews. And so they keep him in prison. And the Bible says that he was kept in prison for years. But before this all broke out, Jesus promised Paul... He was going to make it to Rome. Jesus himself told Paul, listen, you're going to testify about me in Rome just as you have done in Jerusalem. And so now he knows that he's going to go to Rome. But during this process, people have tried to kill him. He has been set in prison, just being left there, neglected. And then all of a sudden, Paul finds out that there's actually an assassination on his life and he goes and tells his nephew. His nephew tells the guards. They sneak him out in the middle of the night to protect his life. And and then he goes on this ship and he tells them we shouldn't be traveling, but no, we're going to travel. He gets shipwrecked. And even on the shipwreck, the the, the guards wanted to kill all of the prisoners because they didn't want them to escape. They're going to kill Paul on the boat too. And so Paul is going through all of these things 
through prison and hardships and, and time is just passing by and it must have just been ringing in his ears the words that he heard from Jesus. Paul, you're going to make it to Rome. Paul, you're going to go to Rome. How many times do we feel and think that God has promised us something or that we know God has spoken to us and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen? It seems like over and over and over through hardships and difficulties, we're never going to make what God has promised us. We're never going to fulfill. We're never going to achieve. We're never going to find that place where we could sit back and say, yes, this is good. Or am I just talking to myself this morning? We go through those moments. You know, when God promises things to us and we hold on to it and we believe it and then, like we said this morning, all hell comes against us. Paul was told he was going to make it. And through all this hardship and through all this time, you get to the end of the chapter here in chapter 28. And Luke just writes this little phrase, and so we came to Rome. I want you to know that there is so much depth to that one little phrase because it's about hardship. It's about disappointment. It's about waiting. It's about suffering. It's about disappointment. But yet, it's about God fulfilling what he promised. I don't know how the story is written in your life. I don't know what tomorrow brings. But I do know this, that if you trust the voice of Jesus, you're going to make it to Rome. You're going to make it. The year that, in 2013, I was going to go to our Minnesota District Council. And it's around this time, around the first week of April, something like that. And, and you go up there for business and, and, you know, and you get to vote on different things. And so I was going to go to the Minnesota District Council and, and to be a part of that. And, and, uh, and I remember just that morning, that Monday morning, debating whether I was going to go or not. Something in my heart said I had to go, but I just... I realized and I knew what I had and I didn't think I could make it because what I had was a quarter tank of gas in my Suburban and $15 to my name. That's it. And here I'm supposed to drive two hours to the cities. Well, actually, it's almost like two and a half, three hours because it was in Fridley, north of the cities. And, and, and I'm not going to make it. I know that. I have $15 and a quarter tank of gas. I didn't have a credit card, didn't have nothing. I'm, that's it, $15. And I just felt like I was supposed to go and, and I was preaching this in my prayer time. You know, sometimes when I pray, I start preaching. I don't know if you ever had that experience, but I just start preaching. You think my sermons are long. You should see my prayer times. They go on. And, I, and you know why I preach in prayer? It's because I believe that when you hear the word of God, it inspires your faith. When you hear the word of God. See, you can, you can come here to church and you can hear, have faith, have faith, have faith. But when you go home and you start saying, I will have faith, I will believe, I do declare, I will believe that God will answer what I've prayed for, then all of a sudden you hear yourself. Because if you really listen to yourself, we fill our language with a lot of doubt and a lot of concern, a lot of worry, a lot of disbelief. 
You know, it's, it's one thing that I love talking to people, but I know they always got to bring their big butt into the conversation. Hey, I have faith, but um, I just don't have this. And I was even talking to a pastor just this last week, and he's like, oh, I'm believing that God's going to do some great things. I'm believing that we're going to, and I'm just waiting for it to come. And sure enough, I'm believing, but we don't have the finances for it right now. So I'm in my prayer time and I'm preaching and I'm just preaching and preaching and preaching about Rome, how God, we're going to make it, we're going to make it, we're going to make it, God, we're going to make it. And then after I was done praying, I go upstairs and I said, honey, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go to Minnesota District Council this year. I just, I can't make it. And she says, you got to go. She says, you got to go. I just think she wanted me out of there. But she goes, you got to go. You got to go. And I said, I, listen, I, 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 I can't. I said, I got a quarter tank of gas. I said, I'll probably make it to Blue Earth. And, and I, I just got 15 bucks. And then I'll probably end up, end up in Albert Lee calling someone to come get me. I can't. She says, you got to go, Pete. And, you know, being a man of faith that I am, I looked at her and said, fine, I'll go. Pack my bags up, all mad. Tell me I'll go. You don't know. You know, and I'm, I'm just throwing clothes together. And I, I said, I'm leaving. She says, good. Have a good trip. So I left the door. It wasn't that bad. But I left the door. And I was upset because I'm like, I know I can't go. And so as I'm going, just before I turn on the highway, I get a phone call from a friend. I said, hey, I don't know what's going on right now, but God woke me up and said I had to give you something. Can you stop by real quick? Sure can. End up blessing me with enough money to get there and back and a, a little lunch here and there. You see, God wants us to believe in him. And sometimes we leave the house and we don't know if we're going to make it. We don't know if we're going to make it, but you got to believe that God is watching out for you. you got to have that level of trust and dependency and, and excitement about God because he can do the impossible. So that trip, I just like I said, I woke up and I was just preaching this in my prayer time. And, and then I finally leave and God blesses me just as I get ready to go on the highway with enough cast to get there. And all of a sudden I'm there and I'm just happy. I'm probably the only happy guy who's there attending a business meeting. I mean, I'm happy because God did something special, you know, a call to order today's business. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Amen. You know, and I'm just excited to be there. And they said, they said, but before we, we, we go into the business, we got just a special message from our super superintendent George Wood and so George Wood comes on and he's there and he's got this he's in this scene it's got like this old stone road and you could tell that he's in a different country and he stands there and he says today if we would arrive at this place this would be the road that Paul would have walked on when he came to Rome and I said come on come on how how is that even possible that you're preaching about Rome your wife tells you to get out of the house. You decide to go. God blesses you just before you turn on the highway to get there. And then all of a sudden you get there and the superintendent talks about Paul making it to Rome. You see, God orchestrates every single detail in our life. And if we are courageous, like Pastor Warner said, if we are courageous and if we do, are not afraid and we just keep holding on and believing what God has promised, you're going to make it to Rome. You're going to make it. 
at that district council, I was just so happy. You know, and I'm just, man, this is great. and just excited. And They had a presentation in the back. You know, they set up all these booths, and, and you get to look at different things, different missions, different parachurch ministry type things, and, you know, just just advertising for different things. And I saw this one booth, and it was an advertisement for um, some Bible software. And, and, you know, and I love technology, and, and, and I looked at this, and I said, ooh, this, is, this looks good. This looks good. This is cool. And they're showing me all the capabilities, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. I th- man, if I had this, God, I would be the best preacher ever, and I would dedicate every day to you, Lord, if I had this, you know, saying one of those thoughts that are coming in my mind. And I was just, this is cool, and God said, get it. <laughs> and I said, whatever. God said, get it. And I said, God, I need to have enough money to come up to district council, and you're telling me to buy software. It's going to cost about $100 a month because you could do it on a 12-month plan for free and you know, without interest if you paid off in 12 months. I said, you want me to do this, God? And I don't even have enough money to make it to council, and you want me to buy this software? He said, get it. I said, oh. So I, I just let that go for a little bit, and finally I called home, and I said, how you doing, honey? She said, good. And, and I said, you know, <laughs> um, God said, <laughs> you know, one of those, you got to preface that, right? You know, God said, and she's like, okay, what's going on now? I said, God, God, um, God told me that I should, you know, get this software. <clears throat> it's about a you know, it's going to be about $100 a month. And uh, what well, God said, and she says, well, get it. Don't disobey him. Have a good day. So, so I go up there, and, and I said, okay. So I walk up to the counter, and, and I, he goes, you sign up today. We'll give you a discount, 12 months. It'll be about $100 if you get this package. And I said, well, I said, I tell you what, what about the package that's just below it? He goes, that'll be about $70. I said, let's go with that. It still had all the wonderful stuff. It was great. I said, $70 a month. We'll go $70 a month. And uh, so I, I, you know, went ahead and I was blessed with some cash. I was able to use that. And so, so I, I mean, I was just paying for it. I'm just so thankful the first month is paid for and I'll trust him with the rest. I go home and the very next day I get a phone call from a friend. And they said, hey, by the way, we wanted to give you a gas card for this month for $100 so that you don't have to worry about it in your budget. And the first thing the Lord said, you should have got the $100 packet. And I said, thank you, you know, and hung up, and I was just so thankful, saying, Lord, thank you. I, I should trust you more, God. <laughs> Who would have ever thought I should trust you more? And, and so the very next day, I get a call from the same friend, and they said, oh, by the way, we want to do this for one year. You see, God has a plan for you. You just have to trust him because you don't know what the story is, how it's unfolding. You may not even like the chapter that you are in. You may not even like the details and the struggles and the the battles that you face. Sometimes it seems so needless, the things that we face. And yet God says, I have a plan for you that you are going to testify before Rome. And I guarantee you're going to make it. 
Paul, over the years, continued to struggle with, with the accusations and being imprisoned, and he was trying to be assassin. And it even came to a point during this storm that was going to shipwreck them that Paul himself was starting to doubt. Paul himself was starting to question, am I ever going to make it to Rome? It's been years since you promised me, God, and now I'm going to die in this ship because of this storm. I could just see Jesus up in heaven looking at the Father. And just, I wish Paul would just trust me. And God's like, I know, me too. And so Jesus says, hey, come here, you, you, come here. He calls up this angel. I said, you go down. Jesus says, you go down and you remind Paul what I said. Because the Bible says earlier that Jesus himself said he was going to testify in Rome. But now, during the shipwreck, God sends an angel to remind Paul that you're going to make it. And this is what the angel said, do not be afraid, Paul. What does that tell you? Paul was afraid. And there are times when we are so afraid. See, I don't think Jesus condemned Paul. Because Paul was being honest. I don't condemn my kids when they're honest with me. I've always told them, hey, if you get in trouble, just come tell us. Because it's a whole lot better. Because if we find out, that's a whole different story. But if you're in trouble, and, and there was a time when, when um, one of my kids did something completely wrong, and they came up to me and said, Dad, I want to tell you what happened. And they told me, and they told me what they did, and I said, that's okay. We'll get you through it. What? What? I thought you were going to whoop me. I thought you were going to beat me up. I thought you were going to kick me out of the house. I thought, you know, I was never going to be your son. I was going to have to feed the pigs. No, no, no. There's a difference when you come to the Father. When you say, Father, I'm struggling here. I'm hurting here. Then if you try to run from it. And see, that's the beauty of God. I don't think Jesus was mad at Paul. I just think that Paul just needed a little reminder. And so he says, hey, you, go and tell Paul what I remind tell, Go and remind him what I already told him. So this angel comes and says, do not be afraid, Paul. Do not be afraid. None of you are going to lose your life in this storm. It's hard when you're in the storm. It's hard when all you see is the waves and the destruction and there's no sun, there's no hope, there's nothing that in your mind that thinks you're going to get through this moment. And I'm telling you that this moment is always the hardest when you're right before the storm. But if he has to, he will send help to remind you that you are going to make it if you just trust him. That's why I'm telling you, put all of your hope all of your trust, all of your confidence in God because he will never fail you. There are times when I thought the story was over. There are times when I thought it was impossible. There are times when I begin to doubt even the call of God upon my life. But when I continue to hold on and continue to believe, he has surprised me every single step. Why? Because he knows the story. And he does not command us 
to be bold. He does not command us to be courageous for just so that we feel good. He is telling us, listen, hold on, be strong, be courageous, because I know the end of the story, and one day you're going to be happy you held on. Think about how many people quit too early. How many people quit too early? You got to hold on. You got to believe because you may be stuck in prison. You may be on a ship that it seems like it's not going to make it. You may be trying to get people that are speaking negative about you. Whatever it is, it's coming against you. But if you hold on, you're going to make it to Rome. But you have to believe that God is for you. You have to believe that deep in your heart. How do you get to that spot? Well, we talked about it last week. Pray. Seek him. Spend time with him. Get to know him. You know, when I tell people God said, you know, sometimes people roll their eyes at me. Oh, boy. You know, just like I said, hey, God said, you know, uh, I should buy a brand new guitar. God said I should go out and get a new car. God said, you know, and sometimes people say this and they, they you know, they just don't, people roll their eyes like, you know, yeah, right, God said because why? Because we struggle hearing God's voice. We struggle with it. And we don't trust his voice sometimes. But you've got to trust that when you hear his voice, you have to hold on. And how do you know his voice? How do you hear his voice? You spend time with him. Just like when I go home, there are three Pete's in the house. My father, me, and my son. And when my mom yells, Pete, we know exactly who she's talking about. Because if it's something that she needs, it's me. If it's something that she wants in a very happy mood and wants to bless someone with, that's my son. If it's something that, that she needs to buy, it's my dad, right? I mean, we know exactly who she's talking about because we know my mom. We know mom. Get to know God. Get to know his voice. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. Do you think when he created Adam and Eve and he was walking through the garden that he just wanted to have a conversation with them through texting? Do you think he just wants to send an email once a month in a newsletter and let them know how things are going? No. The Bible says that his presence came and walked with them in the garden. In the cool of the day, he would come down and visit them, be with them. Why? Because he wants to be with his creation. He wants to be with you. So get to know his voice. And when you know his voice, then I'm just challenging you. Hold on. You're going to make it to Rome. I don't care how difficult it seems. You're going to make it to Rome. And you must believe that he is for you and not against you. But I know it's, we go through disappointment and discouragement. I know that. And there are times it seems like it's never going to end. But trust me, one day when the chapter of your life is done, you're going to be able to say, and so we came to Rome. That little sentence means so much to me. And it should mean something to you because it really does sum up, I trusted my God. And he led me every step of the way. And he'll do the same for you today. Let's pray.